Welcome back to the latter side of everything Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition. Speaking of which, I should check the football scores. Had a real busy day, folks. <sighs> That's all I can say. <sighs> we were just talking about here uh, before the podcast. Uh, <laughs> those people that, that really sigh and uh, never really realize how much a sigh just sort of brings down the team morale. Just... <sighs> That's <laughs> either. If you're gonna sigh, like, see, I just sighed right there, but you didn't hear it. That's good for team morale. If you feel a certain way, you know, I don't say don't rock the boat, but you know, because that's don't rock the boat, baby, don't rock the boat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I work with these two people, and they're just constantly sighing, and you want to be like, okay, quit, just quit. I don't know if you're super stressed or whatever, but <laughs> uh, whatever reason. Anyways, uh, so this episode, since I didn't have any plugs at the beginning of the last one, this one, you can know where to find this podcast. If you want to listen to it from a blog, you can go to thelightcomedy.blogspot.ca, thelightcomedy.wordpress.com. If, if, if you want to listen to it in an RSS feed, you can go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, FeedBurner, and uh, that is the lighter side of everything. Also, to listen to all old, any old, and forever old, that would be archive.org. That's the light comedy. Uh, I have to say that I googled the lighter side of everything the other day, and yeah, some results come up on Google, so yay! Moving up in the search results. Now I just need to get it out there in the world. Yeah. Anyways, right into this episode after two minutes of plugs. So, again, uh, coming off the moving session in my life, and trying to avoid doing things about that, but um, something while we were moving stuff today, went to my old apartment and, you know, have till the end of the month to get it clean and all that and trying to get stuff out of there. And, uh, it's just such a hassle with apartments and going down elevators. So, um, when I moved out of res, my uncle gave me a big TV. Um, when I say big TV, <laughs> I mean, literally like a 36 inch, not a huge TV, but it weighs like oh man, I would I would guess that it weighs at least at least eighty pounds, and so um, it's just it's big. Like it, I can barely get my hands around all of it, and I probably couldn't walk very far with it. Um, yeah, so it's just awkward, right? Um, anyways, we're moving this thing out, and uh, you know, my mom came in, took one of her company's vans that she's manager for, and it was like very helpful, but. Uh, my girlfriend went to check where my mom was out the back door and we're carrying it out of the elevator and this guy's just sitting on the couch in the lobby and this inspired the the theme today but he's just sitting there and he kind of just like glances at us and he sees that we're carrying it and my girlfriend just hints very loudly <laughs> so not very subtly like all right well uh i'll go check where they are and, uh, so they can they can come and hold the doors open for us and i was like at first, I didn't really pick it up. I was like, "Yeah, good plan, good plan." But then after she left, I was like, "Oh yeah," and I kind of like look, and the guy like looks at me and just like, "Nope, nothing." And then she leaves, and she's like, "The guy." Then he starts talking to me. Now we <laughs> we were talking about this, my girlfriend and I. After we're like, "Now if you," it's like, "Okay," to me that's the ultimate douche move. It's like 
if you're not going to hold the door open, remain silent. Like, stick in your own world. Or, or talk. Talk on the phone. But don't talk to me. But what is the first thing he does? He starts a conversation with me. And then he's like, he says something like, uh, uh, moving out the TV. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, is it broken? I was like, uh, and I didn't really know what to say. It's not broken technically. It's just a giant old TV. I was like, no, nah, it's just old. And, uh, we were just going to take the store electronics recycling. And the guy's like, it's, it's, it's fucking old, dude. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then he just doesn't even move, doesn't even feign any interest in it. And, uh, of course, you know, my girlfriend comes back and my, um, my mom and my aunt weren't there. And it was just like, you know, and as we walk outside, she's like, thanks for holding the door. Like just to the apartment. Um, you know, you might argue that like, oh, they don't want people to get in, but we're trying to leave with the TV. Like, you know, and clearly if we're stealing this from someone, <laughs> like, uh, the point is, <laughs> it's just, I just don't get it. Like, I feel like people now, like we, we've started this revolution that I refer to as a niceness revolution. And I, I'm all in favor of it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, the things on the internet are just like, just be nice to people, like just be good to each other. And I, I a hundred percent agree. I think that's what you should do. I, but I don't think there's a reason either. Like, I, I think you should work hard. And yes, I think there's many things that come as a result. But it's another one of those things. It's like many things lead to happiness, Aristotle says. But, you know, here's my philosophical piece for this. But happiness is not a means to an end, is what he used to say. But I disagree. I think you can be happy. I'll take a page out of Corolla's, the, the Podfather's book. You are happy to be other things like you're better to other people when you're happy like you're we've talked about this before on the podcast by we i mean me the attitude you put out towards the world is how the world receives you and the way you affect it and if you're negative then the world's going to be negative towards you and things aren't going to go well but if you're nice you know like yeah there's things that are going to upset you and you know to me like I go out there and I don't try to be negative and I'm upset by people that are just genuinely negative. But you know, you don't know what they've got going on, but this guy, nothing like <laughs> he had nothing going on. And it was funny because out of a, it was like out of a sitcom, if you would have wanted him to explain all these things, you wonder about, Oh, maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's, having a bad day or something but then he's talking to his friend on the phone while my girlfriend's outside going to grab my mom and she's like no man are you here well we're gonna go out right yeah i know i was at the gym no i'm just sitting here just sitting here that's what i hear i'm like what <laughs> like I, the only thing that could have been worse that he was said is if he's like yeah, there's this guy trying to move a TV, but I sure as hell ain't going to help him. <laughs> no, I'm not even holding the door open for him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What a loser. Um, <laughs> but what I mean is, like, I'm all for this revolution of shaming people who aren't nice to each other and people who aren't just good people. Like, you don't work hard because, like, there's there's an ulterior motive. Like, yes, you want to... You want to impress people. You want to do that. Those those aren't artil. Ah, pardon me. Artillery. Uh, I can't even speak right now. Ulterior motives. 
those are the intentional motives, but it should just be a drive. Like you just work hard. That's what you do. Like you just work. And I always say, like, I work very efficiently. That's the way I try to work. And, uh, yeah, but you know, people now like it's this thing like, Oh, you hold the door open for a lady and like be a gentleman. And I'm kind of against this whole thing. Um, I don't know how I feel about all these, the memes that are like, I'll treat a, treat a lady like a gentle, like, you know, treat a woman like a lady if she treats me like a gentleman sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's the whole thing of going towards like real women have curves. And then there's the memes of like, yeah, like, so real, sort of real men. And there's a picture of a really big dude. Um, you know, if you couldn't get the synopsis for it, like you just be good to people. I don't really have any favoritism. Um, I'm not trying to say by any means, like I am trying to just be this show off or anything. I just was raised like you just be nice to people. You just, you hold the door open for people. I don't look behind me to be like, mm, is this a woman, elderly person, perhaps child? You know, like if I see a fully, let's not even say able body, let's see person that looks exactly like me. I'm still going to hold the door open for them. I'm not like, well, that guy doesn't need the door old open for him or that like female athlete. Like she seems perfectly able-bodied. <laughs> like, I just don't understand it. Like, you know, <laughs> it just blows my mind when, when people are like, yeah, you just do that for women. I'm like, you just, it, for people, that's, that's the subtitle of the episode is like, you just do nice things for people. But as I always want to on this podcast, I want to be honest. I uh, don't want you to think that by any means I'm, you know, preaching without admitting my own faults. And there's definitely times in the past where you come to that decision because society, like first few times I was in the city, I remember a guy's like, hey man, can I, can I please use your cell phone for a second? And I was kind of like, no. And I don't really have an explanation as explanation i was just like no <laughs> and i mean it's funny but it's sad because you want it like you want to be able to trust someone but my picture at the time in my head was like this guy's just gonna walk off my cell phone and you, you have these fears and these you know I, I one of my fears before was that one of my roommates would just up and leave and part of the reason I never made them sign anything was just, um, I call this my prenup argument. Um, now hear me out on this one. So people who are asked to sign prenups are offended. But then on the other note, the person who's asking is offended that the original person is objecting because it's the whole, well, if you love me, you'll sign it because our love's what matters. And then, you know, if you love me, well, you won't make me sign it. And it's the whole like mutual offended thing. And it's uh, from both perspectives, right? You might say, well, how does the prenup argument relate back to this roommate thing? Well, it's sort of like by putting my faith in them, I have to like force it out there and just like, I have to, you know, I would never ask anyone to sign a prenup. You know, not that I have anything that is worth prenuptial agreements. Well, now yet, uh, until the podcast and the comedy world takes off. But the point of it is, is that I never ask anyone because like, I have to trust people. Like I have to put stuff out there. 
even though it happened once. It was in res, so didn't really affect me in the sense of money or anything. But one person did it to me. But I, I to this day, even if I have suspicions about someone, I mean, yeah, if a person's like, I've moved out on every roommate I've ever lived with, I might be like, ah. but in general, I just, I can't because I have to not doubt people like that. Like I have to trust and look at the best in people. Obviously you try to be rational. You don't want to just, you know, a, a seven time convicted murderer. you would be like, mm, yeah, you can move it. <laughs> you have to use your head. But the way you look towards people in general, you know, that's, you know, the rules are always in general, uh, which is funny because working, one could say, a profession that you're never supposed to talk in generals. But getting back to the point, it, it's that thing is like, you just have to look for the, the best in society. And nothing's better than just being able to go and help someone and do something that to me, it is chivalrous in a sense. And, uh, you know, they say chivalry is dead and uh oh, what's that saying now chivalry is dead it's like no it it just left with uh <laughs> kesha but <laughs> um yeah i i just it, it just baffles my mind like uh the one story that came to mind is i was going into work one day and uh, my work is you drive past a walmart on this meh, some somewhat busy road in the morning just for working purposes it's in a business area of the city no there's no residential for for miles uh so we go around and and it uh you know i was i was running about on time for work if just get there right as it starts um but going around this corner and this this lady was uh trying to push her car but it wasn't a big car but it was just you know she was in her like 40s or 50s uh couldn't tell but point is that like she was just having no luck and you know you're trying to push a car by yourself and then like what do you, you push it and you can't really steer it and uh you know i just pull over and uh got out of the way and i just was like hey like i'll help you push it and uh and she's like oh okay we're gonna push it and i was like no no you just you get in the car like i think i can push it it's just a compact car and just need to get it she wasn't trying to get it going or anything she was just trying to get it it was literally on uh, the, the turn from a light, like the, the right-hand lane that split off. And so she didn't want to be blocking traffic or have people swiping by her. Um, but I, I helped her and she was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And she said to me, she said, do you know that she's like, you're the first person to stop. And about 50 or 60 cars have gone by. And she's like, about half of them like looked at me. And that's the thing. It's kind of sad. Is that like you want to help, but you're so nervous. You know, you hear these stories of people like, I honestly have the fear. Like you go to help someone on the side of the highway and then maybe they jack your car or like, you know, I've hitchhiked once in my life and I was scared as shit. <laughs> don't ever tell my mom that if it ever knows my mom that listens to this, but I, I was more scared, you know? And uh, I thought about him like, oh, geez. Um, but essentially, like, hitchhiking is just a free version of, of cab riding. And um, to be honest, I, I had that first thought about Uber when it came out. Uh, I don't know, however long ago it came out. But I started, when I first started hearing about it in podcasts in LA and they were talking about Uber. And, you know, now they're a sponsor of uh, of Corolla's podcast. And I was kind of like, uh, 
that's kind of nerve-wracking. Like, what if you go in someone's car? I'm kind of like, yeah, they could do whatever. But then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, well, so could a cabbie. Like, so could anyone sort of thing. It's one of those things, uh, you know, my mom said, don't play rugby in your last year. What if you break your hand? And I was like, well, I could get hit by a bus crossing the street or, you know, fall off a thing and break whatever. So while rugby, the percentages are higher, I just don't think you can live like that. And relating that back to this theme, I just don't think you can live like I can't, like looking for the negative. Like there's just certain things like you you wonder, obviously like you wonder if you should do things, but then you just you just do them. Like you just help. Like I didn't do this and you might think like, oh, he's just bragging, but I'm I'm really not. I'm just saying that like it's just ingrained into you. And I know some people who don't have it ingrained into them consistently think and say to me like yeah but you don't have to do that it's like no you don't is this a discussion like you know why do you do it there there is no why like there's just do <laughs> um prime examples i work with this guy and he he loves anything that gets him away from his normal nine to five job um we have the same basic role at the company none of the stuff i do and from a communication standpoint but um same basic role and he loves when boxes come in or they have to move stuff or clean stuff he loves because it gets him away from his primary job again totally understand it nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing but if there's boxes um are coming like for delivery or when we were moving out of our old office they came with 15 minutes to go in his shift not that he's doing anything, not doing anything at all. And they came and asked him and he said, oh, no, I got to leave in 15 minutes. He's got to pack up and get ready for the end of his shift. Now, I'm not going to preach and say that. <laughs> I'm not going to preach and be like, well, you shouldn't do that because, you know, I do that. I get ready. But I don't, if someone has something work for me to do or ask me to help them with something, I'm not going to be like, hey, no, I can't. I mean, yeah, if you've got something to do like oh you've got an appointment or something but but 99 times out of 100 out of let's say 98 times out of 99 for an even higher percent <laughs> um that it may be a lower percentage but the point is <laughs> um it's not like i've just never thought about it and and if something you know, you just go above and beyond and, you know, they're like, oh, what a keener. It's like, no, it's not a keener. And like, I'm not seeking out extra work. Like anything I can do to volunteer for the company after hours. Like I would never say that. That's not me. I think you should get rewarded and, and, you know, more opportunities for the work that you put in. But this guy tries to show that he's like willing to help clean up and willing to do all this stuff. But it's, it's piddly work. It's not, you know, I'm not saying that moving anything is paley work, but at our company, it's something that anyone could do. Like, we don't have a specific person to do it. They know he likes doing it, so they ask him, which is fine. Um, if we somehow, if there is such a person that liked cleaning dishes, maybe after events, maybe they would ask them to do it if they knew they liked it. But if it was one of those things, like, you got to put in a little work, stay a little late to get something done, but nope. He is out of there when he's done. And if he stays even the slightest amount late, he's putting in overtime for anything or like, you know, anything like that. And I'm just kind of like, uh, they're so good to you here. <laughs> 
But it's just one of those things. It's just like, I don't know if it's a different mindset. It just, you know, makes me puzzled. Um, but when, when someone helps you, like, it just, it feels good, right? And, and honestly, what feels better than someone helping you is you helping someone and they're like, you know, mystified. They're like, oh, thank you. Like even my mom and my aunt today, like, I think we're just in the society of, of people just expecting favors and, you know, they're my mom, my aunt, they're helping me clean my apartment form of an out and, you know, it took a couple hours and, uh, just get everything, you know, scrubbing off the, the railings and all that jazz. But I bought them lunch. They didn't know I was going to do it, but in my mind it was like, yeah, well I have to, um, not because I felt obliged. I just wanted to, I wanted to thank them. And they were just like, Oh, well, well thank you. Thank you. My mom wasn't as shocked as my aunt, but it was just none of those things. Like her kid, I don't think would do it. My uh, my cousin, um, yeah, I don't know. They we're just different people, different direct families. But uh, you just, I think you just have to go out there and just try to help people. And I say this with the, the hoping that you, the listeners, know. I'm not I'm not going to Africa anytime soon or Haiti to anything to help with the situation. Um, I'm not that type of person. That's not me. I used to feel somewhat guilty about that stuff. But I think as long as you put good into the world, like there's different types of good and you don't have to do international good. And on the same note, you don't have to do local good. You should be nice to people. You should be respectful and nice. That I think there's a clear difference. That that's my stating opinion. Besides just speculating for this episode and saying how I feel, I just I think you should. Um, when I say nice, I know in in writing in school, if I ever use the word nice, and, oh boy, I had to get to talking to. But nice is the ultimate like friendliness and politeness and all those things. It's summed up by nice. It's just nice. But yeah, you know, you just. Be good to other people. Maybe that's the the subtext. Yeah, that's what I'll probably put <laughs> in there in brackets. But um, I won't go on and on. It's just, it's one of these topics that I don't have a boatload of examples of, of like that don't seem like bragging. But it, it just it baffles me that you know you don't do things. And I have friends who don't thank servers and waiters and cooks and anyone who does something for them. And they're like, yeah, but you pay them for that. I'm like. Yeah, but they're still doing something for you. That that's it. That's what it comes down to. Like I don't care that you're paying them. It's just they're they're doing it. And the ultimate thing, like they don't have to be doing it nice. I wouldn't thank someone if they tossed my breakfast on there, like on the table, like there's your breakfast, and like walked away. You know, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but, but if they're nice, like you thank them, and that's the thing. Yeah, you're paying them. That's part of their job. They're supposed to be nice, but. You just thank people. So that's how I'll end this episode saying, like, I just thank people. Maybe you disagree and you have a whole logic, those of you who listen. Uh, maybe some of you listeners are, like, on the darker side of everything and you're like, hmm, I need to learn his argument. <laughs> I just think, you know, you got to be able to laugh it off. And it does, you know, it kind of stresses me out. I'm not trying to be a preachy person. I feel like this episode, pardon me, episode came across as really preachy, but it's not meant to be. It's just... It's more of a, a mind bottle. 
your, your mind's so confused. It's like it's in a bottle, you know, ripping off Will Ferrell, that one. Um, no, it just boggles my mind. Like, uh, wow, like how could it, how could we have gotten to this place and how can we get back? And I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's going well. <laughs> I think the revolution is just needs some honing this, uh, the online revolution of shaming people who aren't nice. And you should, you should be shamed if you're just not nice to people. Um, you know, one of my favorite things is, or you could just not be a dick. <laughs> the sub subtitle of this episode, or you could just not be a dick. <sighs> hopefully it wasn't a dick to you. Hopefully it didn't make you feel bad. Hopefully it made you feel good. Learn and talk philosophy. Yeah, new word. Philosophy fantasy. <laughs> Anyways, until next time, this has been the lighter side of everything going on and on and on about things wound up from moving. <laughs> Hoping that you just hold the door open for people from now on. But it's up to you. <laughs> Saying bye bye.